0: Welcome to Titan Talks. Thank you for joining this week's educational episode. Our subject matter expert is David Hawking, who is our Vice President of Distribution in North America. The focus today will be centered on barrier cable security seals and the developments that began in the early 1990s that have contributed to the present-day design and functionality. Thank you for joining us today, Dave. Let's dig right in and discuss the early 1990s and the driving factors behind cable seal design and ultimately the functionality that we see today. The
1: background on cable seals, uh, particularly for the largest application at that time, and this is in the, oh boy, the the late 80s early 90s the largest application for cable seal transport or cable seal usage in transport both over the road and on rails and still is to this day is for food grade ingredients that are shipped to manufacturers that are making finished food products the most visible of these that we would all know of course would be High fructose corn syrup that goes into soda pop and, and some juices, all kinds of other drinks, and now with the proliferation of sports drinks and things along those lines, and most of the large manufacturers consolidated in those particular brands. That's still a huge market continues to continues to grow, and the reason for the use of cable seals was largely championed by the Coca-Cola company based in Atlanta, Georgia. And at that time, Coca-Cola had a world-class QC department. They probably still do have a world-class QC department in, in regards to their own manufacturer products. But this QC department was really focused on their incoming suppliers and Long before, as I said, this is the late 1980s, long before any of us thought about 9-11 or any organized large-scale terrorist events and those type of things, the folks who ran the quality department for inbound suppliers at Coca-Cola were traumatized by the possibility, just the mere possibility of some contaminant being introduced into a rail car or an over-the-road tank car of ingredients that was going to come into their facility and then be used to sweeten soda pop juices, all kinds of things, all the stuff we've already talked about. So they were ahead of the game as far as security went for using cable seals on those type of fixtures on rail cars and over the – Uh, over the road tank cars. And the requirement was, uh, and this was all inspected and evaluated internally at the Coca-Cola department in Atlanta, Georgia, that a cable seal had to be around a, a 16th of an inch thick because that was the aperture that had to fit through. And depending on how it secured, it could have no more than one quarter inch slippage backwards. And the reason for that was that was the dimension that was determined internally by Coca-Cola that anything more than a quarter of an inch would allow enough of a hatch or a lid or, or, or some aperture to be pried open enough to where a contaminant could be introduced into the full load, either by use of a needle or, 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 or a vial or, or some other type of thing. So that's the background on how stringent
0: everything was. Very interesting to see how Coca-Cola's involvement assisted in the development and progress of our cable seal design. Could you elaborate on some of the present-day cable seals created at that time? Some, I believe, we still offer today. Oddly enough, now with the mergers of, of Brooks and and, and Bramble to,
1: to make Tide and Bramble, we still offer, even though not many customers buy it anymore, it's our, our mini-lock seal. And that is a cable seal, very simple as far as the marking and identification goes. It's just stamped a number on a piece of aluminum. The The 16th inch cable goes through the aperture, then loops back through the aluminum part of the body. And then at the end of it, there's a set screw with a little handle that you wind down and you just continue to crank that small handle down until it breaks off. The set screw then holds the cable in place and the uh, handle, if you will, for lack of a better term, of the device that twirls around, it breaks off. There's like a, a, a undercut on or whatever, and 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 that can be discarded. A very secure, very secure cable, very hard to 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 move that product out. Very good at what it did, but as we got into the late 80s and and early 90s, it had some limitations, and obviously there were limitations that Coca-Cola because they were driving the Uh, The uh, uh, adoption of these type of products were the ones that were in charge of. And let me just say as an aside for our audience to understand, the large, and I know you know this, but the the large customers or providers to Coca-Cola, all of the folks that we know by brand name in our industry, the Cargills, A.E. Staley's. Uh, the uh, um, ADMs of the world, the um, uh, the, the, the other corn sweetener uh, companies uh, that have, have more or less consolidated, they probably, if given the choice, wouldn't have purchased any cable seals for these type of applications if they were They were directed to by Coca-Cola. And if you wanted to be a supplier to Coca-Cola and thereby what Coke did, everybody else adopted. So if you wanted to then supply to Pepsi or 7-Up or Dr. Pepper or whatever, just kind of all cascaded down. Coca-Cola set the standard and,
0: and you didn't want to be below that standard. Thank you for joining today's episode. We hope you enjoyed learning about cable seal design and innovation with David Hawking. Please join us for additional episodes as we continue to expand on this topic in upcoming weeks. Kindly follow our podcast, like and share as you see fit. We are also on LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Please also take a moment to review our website at www.tidenbrooks.com.